Jeff. Hi, Lindsay. And welcome, everyone, to episode two of Top Shelf. Episode two, take two. Because just we recorded a really nice hour-long episode in it was, which we were con- we were concise and we followed our outline and it was really good. And then we went to play back the file and we sound like robots because ent- something corrupted the entire hour-long track. The entire thing. The entire <laughs> audio track was ruined. And I tempted, I was so tempted just to be like, no, episode two is going to be like this. It's so annoying. You can't handle it. Yeah, I got, I got annoyed by it. And I'm sitting there going for an hour. Can't do that. Can't do that at all. So hopefully. We had to go get frozen yogurt in between episodes because Jeff had to be away from the computer. Because I probably would have broke my computer. In unrelated news, Jeff's going to be looking at new microphones this weekend. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's what I'm doing this weekend. Okay, okay. New microphones. Anyways, okay. welcome so to back. episode two. <laughs> welcome to episode two, <laughs> featuring the 1990 film, ni- sorry, 1995 film. Off to a great Toy start. Story. <laughs> Yay! Which, yay, Toy Story. Toy Story Number yay. 99. We have seen this film. We watched this one. We have seen this film several, several times. Several times. <laughs> Didn't skip anything of this one. No. Nothing out of this no. one. Um, I would like to say thank you to those who listened and provided us with some feedback on our first episode, which, as we pointed out, was the pilot. So please, please continue to give us that feedback. We will, as per the feedback for this last episode, be more streamlined. We have an outline and talking points, so we'll be better. Yep, and what are some of those things we are going to be discussing? We are there going are to be discussing. As it will be. We'll be doing plot. Which is just brief. Plot, um, historical and cultural impact, awards and technology, which is Jeff's area of specialty. All me. I am on trivia, again. And then we will do where it is on the list and our personal feelings about that, whether we feel it should be higher or lower on the list, um, and just our personal opinions on the movies, which, of course, will be interspersed throughout the podcast because it just happens naturally. <laughs> we get on tangents. See, also, <laughs> Super Happy Fun Time, which is essentially just an hour and change of tangent, tangents. which leads to a new tangent, which leads to a new tangent. But I promise we will tangent appropriately within the realm of... The movie. Of the movie or the production company... Slash Disney, slash Pixar, what yes. have you. We are, we, this is more refined, and it will continue to get more and more refined. As we move along. As we move along. We're, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that part will not be the refined part. I'm referring to parts <laughs> later on in the episode. Not the part where I just stammer quietly <laughs> to myself. <laughs> oh, this is going so much better the second take. <laughs> no, the sec- first take, first take was good. Yeah. And but... now I feel like this is going to be lackluster. Anyway. Anywho. Okay. So, part one. All so right. just Section to uh, to go into my my little thing real quick, um, this movie Toy Story was released in 1995. It was directed by John Lasseter. Um, the story was written by John Lasseter, Pete Doctor, Andrew Stanton, and Joe Ranft. Ranft. Yep. Ranft. Yes. And the screenplay was Andrew Stanton, Joel Cohen, Alex Sokolow. Sokolo and Joss Whedon. Yay, Yay, Joss Whedon! Joss Whedon, whom we all know from Avengers and Buffy, Firefly and Firefly. Buffy and Cabin in the Woods. Pretty sure this is the only appearance of him on this list. I think it is too. At least this this incarnation of the list. Yes, yes. And um, this is pre all those other things. This is him. It's not pre Buffy or Firefly. 
It's pre-Avengers. It's pre-Firefly. No, Firefly's been out for 10 years. Toy Story? Was 95. No, the list. The list. Oh, no, sorry, the list. No, I was referring to the the movie we are here to talk about. About, Yes, it's pre all of that (laughs) by quite a bit. Yes. Okay, (laughs) so... Most everyone listening will probably understand know the plot. God, this is such a bad take now. No, it's fine. Don't worry. Keep going. Okay. It's a, the energy's flowing. <laughs> We're good. Sorry. We Sorry. are good. So, most people listening will know the plot of this film. Yes. Because we were all young or had children. I don't have children, but, you know, if my mom is listening to this, um, have had, you know, had children, took our children to this movie. Um. So my brief little synopsis that I drew up is Woody, a polstering cowboy, and Buzz Lightyear, a flashy new action toy, um, that follows their adventures. As their owner Andy prepares to move with his mother and sister, the two are left behind at Pizza Planet and must try and find their way home before the move. It's very much kind of like a road movie. Like, the plot's a little bit like a road... No, not not as much of a road movie as, I guess, like, uh, what, A Bug's Life is a little more like a road movie. Yeah. I guess. Finding Nemo's a road movie. Yes. Ignore everything I just said. Okay. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, IMDB's little synopsis of it is, A cowboy doll is profoundly threatened and jealous when a new spaceman figure supplants him as top toy in a boy's room. Which I feel is like, that's the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, it is. There's another hour after that of things that go on. It's yeah. a movie about friendship and trust. And change. And change and it's dealing big, with change yeah. and welcoming it to some extent. It's actually a lot deeper than you than you. Yeah, you, which you we'll get think. into. We'll get into later. Oh yes, yes. There's a lot of deeper deeper yes. stuff into it later on. Um just some history about the movie and well a little bit about Pixar since it's pick it's a big deal for Pixar. Um, they had been Pixar had been producing short animated films to promote their computers, and they were approached by Disney to produce a computer animated feature after the success of their short Tin Toy, which is from 1988, which is told from the perspective of the uh, the toy main toy character. Lasseter, Stanton, and Pete Doctor wrote early story treatments, which were thrown out by Disney because they wanted a more edgy film. And it was, like, they wanted Edgy to the point where Woody was, like, there's no words for, like, how frighteningly terrible. He was kind of a dick. He was a dick. That's basically the easiest way to put it. He was a complete and total a-hole. Yeah. and Like, there's a little, there's a sketch on Google that we found when we were doing research on this that... It's Slinky Dog licking Woody's boot while Woody glares down at him, and it's not in a friendly way no. at all and we'll put it up on the website with yeah. the podcast but it's it's like slightly disturbing yeah it's it's a definitely it's it would have been a different film yeah. so it was not well received these story wheels weren't so um you think <laughs> production was halted and the script was rewritten and it better reflected the tone and theme that pixar wanted which is that toys deeply want children to play with them and that this desire drives their hopes fears and actions the studio was consisted at that point of a very small number of employees, and the film was produced under very small financial constraints, which we'll get into. Yes, because remember, this is the first fully animated computer movie. Fully computer animated oh, I movie. I screwed that up the last time, too. <laughs> fully, yeah. So um, it's, it's the first of its kind. So. Yes. 
It was the top grossing film on its opening weekend. It won, went on to earn over $361 million worldwide, and that was on its first release. It yes. was subsequently re-released in 2009 in 3D. It was reviewed very well. It was, it, it was the animations, technical innovation, and the screenplay were very highly praised. And it is now widely considered by many critics to be one of the best animated films ever made. Um, it was obviously released on home video and did very well, was then, as I said, released in theaters again, and it has inspired everything from toys to video games to three theme park attractions, spinoffs, merchandise, and the two sequels, Toy Story 2 in 1999 and Toy Story 3 in 2010, both of which received massive commercial success and critical acclaim. So the Toy Story franchise has been a hit for both Disney and Pixar. That took 15 years to go from the first one to the third one. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I know. It's a huge gap. It's a huge that's, gap. That's over 10 years between the second and the third one. I just realized that. It's just over 10 just years. Just over 10 years. But still, that's a long time. Well, they also, sequels. I think I remember them saying they weren't going to do Toy Story 3. Yeah, they didn't and want then, to. What did they do? They did something to convince Tim Allen and um, Tom Hanks to come back. They like oh. they animated it by hand, or they used action figures to like tell yeah, it was the story of the third of something really kind of cool. Some something different that made them both realize that they they needed to come back because I don't think honestly I don't think they would have done another one if they couldn't have gotten at least Tom Hanks and Tim Allen to do yeah. the voices. Because I'm sorry, a couple of the act voice actors have passed away. Yes, since the first one and even the second one. So. Which I think you'll we'll, talk yeah, about. Yeah, we'll get back bit, into so. that when we do trivia on this next one. Um, Toy Story had a very large impact on the film industry uh, due to its innovation of computer animation. After the film's debut, various industries were interested in the technology they used in the film. So, like graphic chip makers wanted to be able to do to compute imagery similar to the film's animation for for PCs, personal computers, and laptops. Game developers wanted to learn how to replicate the animation for video games, and robotics researchers were interested in building artificial intelligence into the machines that compared to the film's lifelike characters. Uh, various authors have also compared the film to as an interpretation of Don Quixote. No. I... As Buzz is the windmill, I guess. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. It, it doesn't really go into it after that. Wow. No, I want to know more about that one. I have to look that one up. It's yeah. That's that's an interesting little little reach there. Um, additionally, Toy Story left an impact with its catchphrase "To Infinity and Beyond," which there's an actual little article within the article about that. Um, Buzz Buzz's catchphrase "To Infinity and Beyond." has been used on t-shirts, but also among philosophers and mathematical theorists. If you're interested to figure out where this exactly comes in, there are citations in the Wikipedia article, specifically citations 115, 116, and 117. Um, Lucia Hall of The Humanist, which I'm assuming is a publication of some sort, um, linked the film's plot to an interpretation of humanism. She compared the phrase to all this and heaven too, indicating one who is happy with a life on earth as well as having an afterlife. Hmm. And during 2008, during the STS-124, astronauts took an action figure of Buzz Lightyear into space on the Discovery Space Shuttle as part of an educational experience for students while stressing the catchphrase. 
The etching figure was used for experiments in zero-G and was reported in 2008. Sorry, this is a different story, not the space shuttle. In 2008, a father and son uh, continually repeated the phrase to help keep track of each other while treading water for 15 hours in the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know what happened to cause them to be in the Atlantic Ocean for that long. There's also a citation for that. So that's kind of what I have for its impact. I mean, it's obviously, it spawned the sequels and there's lots of theme park rides and video games and... And if anybody's interested, I will post a couple of the, there are there They took a ton of pictures of Buzz when he went up to the, you said the space shuttle, right? Or yeah. When he, yeah, when yeah. he went up in space. They took a ton of pictures of him, like the actual action figure. And there will be a couple of those posted on the website as well, just so that we can kind of... You can see some of those photos because it's very interesting and very cool to see that they actually took the toy up in space. And, you know, he was another basically another member of the space shuttle. I completely forgot there was a TV show. They With made the Buzz, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. Yeah, the animated show. I completely show. forgot about that. Huh. <laughs> well, because I said earlier that it was there was spinoffs like TV shows. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah. Sorry, in the other version of this podcast, <laughs> I said that. So, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> the Mirror Universe episode. The Mirror episode. Universe episode. Bizarro oh. Universe, where we sound like Bizarro. robots. It is, that pretty much is the Bizarro Universe, pretty isn't much. it? <laughs> oh. Oh. So now we will move on to awards and technology, which is Jeff's domain. That's my domain. Welcome to awards and technology. We shall be discussing the awards first. I am not going to talk like that the entire time. So the awards for the film. (laughs) Awesome. Okay. Um, We need a cough button. We do need a cough button. If there was a cough button, it would have happened. And now we would have been talking about something you wouldn't have heard because the cough button would have... Stopped anyway, it. Okay, on. so the awards for this <laughs> film. Now, in the in in the last seventeen years since this movie came out, Toy Story just part one. I'm not counting two and three because that's not what this is about. But Toy Story one has been nominated for thirty five major awards, and those awards they did they, they won a leg lamp. They <laughs> they did not. You said a major award. Major award. They, Sorry, Christmas story. Maybe they did. It just wasn't <laughs> listed anywhere online. <laughs> wow, let's pull out that reference, shall we? Um, so, but out of those 35 awards, they actually won uh, 17 of the awards. Now, these are, these major awards, obviously, I'm not including this small little, like, film festival or, like, anybody's personal award or not even, like, a website award. We're talking, like, major, major film like ceremonies, like we're talking like the Oscars, and I want to say Golden like Globes, Golden Globes and those guys. Yes, um, and out of those, out of, out of those thirty-five, they won. They were nominated for. They did not win. They were nominated for three Oscars, and the three Oscars were for best score, <laughs> best song for "You've Got a Friend in Me," and best <laughs> screenplay. I'm not going to do the Randy Newman thing this time. Uh, (laughs) I sang Randy Newman in the last recording, so we're not going to do that. Um, It did not win. We should really stop referencing the last We should stop referencing it. Um, But uh, it it did not win any of those Oscars, but it still was nominated. And it was kind of a big thing for a film. Obviously, this first film, this first CG film like this, it was still big. Uh, But what it was, uh, it it was also not nominated for Best uh, Animated Feature, which was something that eight other Pixar films in the future have been nominated for, and a handful of them have won. So it being the first, you know, CG film, I don't think Hollywood really knew what to do with it. Like, they didn't know what to expect with this type of film Mm -hmm. and probably didn't see it as a possible contender to be 
a best animated film. And compared to the ones that were nominated for best film, I could see why though or best animated film, excuse me, I could see why those were nominated and why Toy Story was not just because those were later in Pixar's careers. They were also they had a lot more emotion in them than they than than the earlier ones. Not saying Toy Story does not have emotion in it. It's just that they seem to have been uh, they they they've weren't able to nail down the emotional a little better in the later years. Uh, but what they did win, some of the ones they did win, uh, there was a special achievement award to John Lasseter, the guy who directed and was kind of the main force behind it in 96 for helping develop and implement the technology that ultimately allowed for the creation of toy story. So basically he got a special achievement award for being the driving force behind creating all this new technology. So that way movies could go this route. You could have more animated films in this style TV shows. I mean, if you think about it, this movie opened the door for like stuff like veggie tales and stuff like, Like any kind of animated, like 3D animated show, it has thanks to Toy Story for starting everybody down that path. Uh, It also in uh, 2000 and what did we say? Was it six? 2005? It was entered into the 2005. 2005. It was entered into the National Film Registry, uh, meaning that the movie has been considered to be one of the best examples of film and will always be maintained always be kept up there will never be a time in the world and a time in history where toy story will not exist it's not going to be a movie that'll just you know fall by the wayside they will constantly keep it in you know restored high quality as possible mm-hmm. uh and i know you kind of mentioned something later I on about that fact about, about that, that to some extent yes. um so but it's 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 so i mean this movie is among the hundreds or so or i think there's might be more than that now but you know that's actually in the registry to maintain and to keep it as pristine as possible for future generations so yes. future people will they'll never like i said there'll never be a time where toy story well it existed but we don't have any prints of it because the prints have all gone bad like it'll always be we'll always have access to toy story which is good because that'd be really sad it would be sad. Toy story was gone forever and, and you can see why they chose why they chose mm-hmm. it for to be in there because it's such a groundbreaking film you know to help push it to, like i said to help push future future projects going right because of it so so that's kind of all for the awards for this one. Um, Technology-wise, obviously, because it is the first CG animated film, that's what I'm going to say from now on. It's easier go. to say. Um, it, it, <laughs> a lot of new technology had to be created in order for the movie to uh, to the more movie to exist. I mean, they made short films before, and the technology that was around before they started working on this was really only able to do those short form movies, those two or three minute shorts, or maybe like a shot, you know, like a special effects shot here and there, you know, for like a movie or a bad television show in the late eighties on BBC on BBC. Something. Doctor Who, what? <laughs> oh, no wonder that show got put on hiatus. I love it though. You gotta look at that TARDIS stuff. It's so oh, badly it's so CG. Bad. It's so bad. Uh, sorry, but, sorry. <laughs> small tangent. Sorry, but, we love Doctor Who. <laughs> we do love Doctor Who, but just not that. It's not gonna be on this list anywhere. <clears throat> nope. Um, especially because it's not a movie. Well, except for that one. There in is the 90s. one movie. Yes, it was weird. And it's terrible. Yes. Um. <laughs> but onward, sorry. But anyways, <laughs> onward. So the technology, the technology section. Uh, (laughs) I feel like I need just like an intro section. Ah, the uh, technology for the film. So since since there was 
there wasn't anything that was really around that could do it. They basically had to create their own software. They created a piece of software called Renderman, um, which is still in use today. I mean, like a lot, lot of different people use it, a lot of different movies, studios, a lot of different stuff. It's its own piece of software that they use to do the rendering, to do the character creation, to, you know, they don't necessarily do the compositing in it, but they created all the software. Um, they created, you know, they had to create the, the, the computer farms for rendering the stuff out, which, yes. And then we talk about rendering for those of you who don't know. Yes, we need to discuss rendering for those of us who are not related <clears throat> to the computer animation field or dating someone in the computer animation field. <laughs> or went Colin. to school for it. So, what is animation? <laughs> what? Animation, animation is the photographic process through which the illusion of movement is created. Damn you, illusion of movement! Damn you to hell! Anyway. And I'm not wearing any pants. Me neither. <laughs> Hi, Colin. Oh. <laughs> sorry, Don Hertzfeld. references are always Okay. Anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> What's animation? <laughs> oh. Sorry, sorry, moving on. So, so... Rendering is a term used for the actual creation of a frame in 3D animation. Now, in normal filmmaking, there is 24 frames, so still frame images, there are 24 of those per second. So every second that goes by, your eye has actually seen 24 frames, and that is what creates... The illusion of movement. So, so, and in 3D animated film, each one of those frames has to be rendered, has to be created individually, one at a time. So what they do is they create these render farms, which are, it's just a room or multiple rooms just full of computers that all simultaneously render different frames. They create different frames of the movie because doing 20 computers that are creating 20 different frames simultaneously is faster than a single computer doing that one frame, then doing the next frame, then doing the next... Like, it's just... It's faster. So that's what the render farms are. Now, the reason why they do the render farms... Here's the reason why they do the render farms. Every week... Only three and a half minutes worth of footage was rendered due to the restriction of the computers and the processing power at the time. How many computers did they use for this, Jeff? They used 117 Sun Microsystem computers running 24 hours a day. Now, and the you breakdown, had some the breakdown that. for that number, yes. it was 87 two CPU spark stations. <laughs> Sorry, Spark Station 20s, 34 CPU Spark Station 20s, and a Spark Server 1000. Now, back then, those computers were massive. Like, those are. Took up a room. Yeah, because I mean, they're talking about. All those computers took up a room, yeah, not one of not them. Not just took one up of them. And that it's was not the, the 60, 80s. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're they're talking about like two CPU computers, four CPU computers. To modern day equivalent, that's a dual that's a dual core computer or a quad core computer, which most computers you buy nowadays are quad cores. So okay, your computer your computer nowadays <laughs> would be like more powerful than the computers that they used back in the 90s to render this. So cuz we're talking we're talking early My 90s. My laptop is more powerful than the computers they used to make your Toy Story. Your phone is probably more powerful yeah, than that. Yeah, think about that. Your phone, if you have a smartphone, your phone is probably more powerful 
than the computers they used to animate Toy Story with. Because we're talking the or we're talking Toy Story with. Right. We're talking early nineties. We're talking like ninety two, ninety three for them the to be Because the film was released this. in ninety five and it took them what, three years to do the right. movie? About three years to make it. So we're talking Windows ninety five era. We're not talking Windows XP or anything sooner. No smartphones. We're talking not even Zach Morris brick <clears throat> phones. Yes. The giant phone that if you set down too hard would break your table. Those types, like it's old technology compared to nowadays. No, no dial, or it's all dial up. It's all slow. You know, if you had a gig of hard drive space, you are rocking the world. You know, <laughs> if you had a twenty-eight-eight dial up. Man, you, awesome. you are gonna download that GIF in like twelve hours, man. So your Napster queue will <clears throat> only take you like three days to download instead of you know the normal like eight. Yeah, so Good for Lord. that two songs. Um, so we're talking old technology, which is why. They had to use a lot of different stuff and why it took so long. And now, obviously, it still takes as long nowadays for a lot of this stuff, but they're doing more work for it. They're doing more graphic-intensive stuff. So um, each frame, when they were rendering at the time, kind of going back to the limitations, each frame took anywhere from... Now, you were saying, like... uh, like a couple hours or something on yours? Didn't you mention that, or did you skip that it's, on yours? Well, yours is more accurate. Okay, forty-five to each frame of film. So remember, there's twenty-four frames a second. Each frame took anywhere from forty-five minutes, not seconds, minutes, to thirty hours to render, depending upon the complexity so of the one shot. One frame. One frame. There's twenty-four per second. Per second. That's why they only could render out three and a half minutes of film a week. A week. Like. That's the processing power that we had back then, and that's, it just, it took a long time. There is 77 minutes of animation, so that's not including credits, probably. There is 800,000 machine hours were logged for it, so 800,000 hours of just being on for all the machines that were used. And there is a total of 114,240 frames of animation. We're not going to do that math. No. You want to do that math at home? More power to you. I tried, and my head hurt a little bit. I just... Nah, no, nah, I'm not going to bother you. You're not Rain Man. Not Rain Man. I kind of started doing it, but... No Rain Man. No, nah, I'm not going to do it this time. So, but, and then... The, so, I mean, you're, you're talking a lot of time was dedicated to just creating the film, and that's after the animators were done with it. The animators would uh, only be able to animate eight seconds of film a week. Eight seconds. A week. A week. This is why movies took four years to make, three, four years back then for animation, because the process to actually do the animating and to do the rendering just took so long to do it because they didn't have the software. Now, the software they created here for future Pixar films, they built upon it and they refined it and they made it better and they made it faster. They made it easier to use. So this was really... They had to come up with everything from scratch, and they still kind of did with each film because each Pixar film preceding this, they 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 refined another aspect of it that they couldn't quite uh, tackle in this. And there was something that you should mention. You, you'll mention I later have on in my too. Trivia, yes. Um, so I mean, there's they you know each one they 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 did something better. They did hair better. They did water better. They did they did stuff as they went along. So it's definitely it was the starting point. For future films, for 20 years worth of movies, this technology. So, that's all I have for technology. I'm going to give it back over to Lindsay for the more future. We're going to move into trivia. Trivia! Yay! That's all you. Okay. That was my clap. (laughs) That was Jeff clapping. (laughs) What is the sound of Jeff clapping? 
Okay, so I have quite a bit of trivia on Sorry, Toy Story. Sorry, I was drinking. I couldn't clap. No, it's okay. okay. I, have tried, I have quite a bit of trivia on Toy Story for us. All right. Um, just to, to start off with something cute and kind of lighthearted. Not that anything's a downer in my trivia, but... Nothing depressing. Well, there's one depressing part in the trivia, but it'll be okay. So, the animation team... Okay, so in the movie, as we all know, there's the green army men who can't walk like, you know, normal because they've got the little plastic thing on their feet that yes. keeps their feet together. So the animation team, to in order to perfect this movement, glued sneakers onto a sheet of wood and then tried to walk around in them <laughs> like that. Proof that animators are crazy. It's still funny. I really want to try that. I know. I kind of do, too, now. I have an old pair of shoes. I could just screw just to a piece of do, plywood. Do, 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 do. See how fast Jeff falls <laughs> to the ground. Uh, oh, God. boy. A weird drinking game. Um. So, Toy Story, or Pixar in general, likes to put their people into their films since they, you know, the animators spent countless hours and years working on these films and, you know, they they technically get no screen time for the people, you know, and they like to pay homage to each other and to people that have helped them along the way. So there's several things that pop up in Pixar movies from Toy Story onwards. So some of those include, let's see. The top of Sid's backpack reads Julie McBarfel has cooties, which is a reference to camera manager Julie M. McDonald, who lobbied people to put her name in the film. Juju's House of Food is another reference to her. <laughs> I'm not sure where Juju's House of Food no. is. I don't know if they drive past it at one point or if it's an ad somewhere. Um, the license plate on Andy's mother's car reads A111 on the front and A113 on the back of the car. A111 and A113 are two rooms used by the animation department at Cal Arts, where a large number of Pixarians, including John Lasseter, have graduated from. Um, the carpet in Sid's house is modeled after the carpet in the Overlook Hotel. Overlook Hotel. Overlook, Overlook Hotel. Hotel. That's in from, Whoville, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. It's, a very, it's the bad part of Whoville. Yeah. Uh, from The Shining. <laughs> the Shining is Editor Lee Uncritch's favorite movie. So that's why that's in there. When Buzz gets wacky at the tea party, he calls himself Mrs. Mrs. Nesbitt, which is the name of one of Pete Doctor's grade school teachers. And Pete Doctor, also in college, had a Toyota pickup truck that looks pretty much like the one the delivery boy um, drives in the movie. The in Pizza fact, Planet down truck. To, yeah, the Pizza Planet truck, down to the yo on the back <laughs> gate. And that's the only part that's painted in Toyota. Pretty sure if I owned a Toyota truck, I would do the exact same uh -huh. thing. It would be awesome. <laughs> um, the character of Andy is named for Andreas Van Dam, who is a Brown, Brown University professor and a computer science and animation pioneer who taught many of the makers of this film. Um, during the staff meeting that Woody holds in Andy's room, the books on Andy's bookshelf behind Woody are titled things like Smirrel, Smirrel, Twist and Twirl, which is a reference to Elliot Smirrel, who is a member of the modeling team. Another title is Scooter Races, which is a reference to what the filmmakers at Pixar would do when there was there. It, the company consisted of six people, so they would apparently race scooters in the hallways. And many of the books are names of Pixar short films like The Adventures of Andre and Wally B, Knick Knack, Tin Toy, and some of the book authors are named after Pixar staff. Now, if you want more on the history of Pixar, 
and its creators and things like that and what it took them to get here. There was a documentary on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. If not, I know it's available. It's called The Pixar Story. It's about an hour and a half. It's really, really... It's very It's good. really good. It's very heartwarming, and, and it is not available to stream, but I'm sure it's available on disc. Yes. Find it if you can definitely find it, because it was, if, a, yeah, it was it's, very it's good, a very good well watch. done. You'll like it a lot. Um, I think that's about it for people in the film, like people's names in the film. Um, oh, sorry. Sid Phillips, who's the evil boy next door, is said to be inspired by a former Pixar employee of the same last name, who was known to disassemble toys and use their parts to build bizarre creations, which I think is a little creepy. Creepy. <laughs> I wonder why he's a former, former Pixar. Pixar I'm sorry, that is pure speculation. We have no, no. I mean, it is said to be inspired. There's nothing written in stone that says that that's We didn't actually specify his real name That either. is true. <laughs> According, this is IMDb-based trivia. Creepy. But people can use or add those, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um... So moving on into the film itself and its its uh, actors. Oh, the voice actors. Let's go down the list of voice actors. Voice actors. For voice actor Voice time. acting. That's not going to be a sense. <laughs> I promise. So as we all know, Tom Hanks is Woody and Tim Allen is Buzz. That's just kind of a given. Mm-hmm. Don Rickles is Mr. Potato Head. Yes. He is still living at this time. Yes. Jim Varney is the voice of Slinky Dog. And as Jeff has mentioned... Jim Varney is better Ernest. known as Ernest. Yes, Ernest P. Worrell. Yes, ooh, Ernest and Ted Clampett from the Beverly Hillbillies movie made in the late nineties, which I did see in the theaters. Wow, I'm embarrassed for you right now. I'm not. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Rob Schneider. He <laughs> he has since passed away. He passed away in two thousand, so yes. he was able to do Slinky for the first movie and the second movie. Yes. And to my remembrance, I don't think Slinky is in the third. Oh, no, he is. He's in Slinky's in the third Uh, movie. I know you have seen the actor who did the voice of him. He was a good friend of Jim Varney in real life. And he did, and he, he did a, he also has one of those gravelly, raspy voices in real life. So he actually was able to, to mimic him enough that it, it, it worked. Right. Um, Wallace Shawn is Rex. Wallace Shawn is, uh. Vizzini from The Princess Bride. He's the gentleman who says, inconceivable. Inconceivable. He's also, for any girls listening, he was Mr. Hall in Clueless. The movie, I don't think he was on the TV show, to my knowledge. But he is on Gossip Girl, or was on (laughs) Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl is done at this time. But yeah, he's Rex the Dinosaur. He's Rex the Dinosaur. He's been in a couple other Pixar films, too. I I sadly cannot say that I know him from Clueless. (laughs) I don't. He's lying. No, I don't okay. know what you're talking about. <laughs> I didn't um, see that girl movie from the 90s. Shut up. Clueless shut is up. an awesome movie. It should be on the list. I don't think it is. <laughs> Coming in at number four on the AFI Top 100. Clueless. Sorry. What? <laughs> John Ratzenberger is Ham, the, the piggy bank. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jeff pointed out at one point during our research that he is <clears throat> Pixar's good luck charm. He is the he good is luck essentially charm. in every... Pixar movie. Is Mac the truck, uh, the semi-truck from Cars? He was P.T. Flea, the little flea from A Bug's Story. He played the... A Bug's Life. A Bug's Story. A Bug's Story. Uh, That's a completely different movie. Uh, No, uh, but he was also like uh, the the Mole Man or whoever from the end of The Incredibles, the last bad guy that shows up. Uh, He's... He is... He's in everything. He's the Abominable Snowman in in Monsters, Monsters, Inc. Inc. Like, he's... 
He he is their good luck charm. Pixar has called him that, and he, that's why he is in every single one of the movies, even if it's just like a two lines. He's like he's Hugh in Jackman. It. In yeah, all the X Men movies. Exactly. It's just like no, just put him in the movie. It's fine. Well, don't no, just put him in the movie. It's okay. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's it's John Ratzenberger. Who put him in the Cliff movie from Cheers. Cheers. Yes, the mailman for those reference. those 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 of you who know Cheers. It's in my Netflix queue. I enjoy. Cheers. I haven't watched it ever. It's a good show. Annie Potts is Bo Peep. Which I actually forgot that she was Bo Peep. Yep. Annie Potts is from. She's in Ghostbusters. <gasps> she's the secretary. That's right. She is the secretary. Quit looking at me with the bug eyes. Oh my goodness, I forgot this. If you do type or something, we're paying you for this. Sorry about the bug eyes thing. I'll be in my office. <laughs> she has a thing for Egon. Oh, I completely forgot that she was in nope. Ghostbusters. She is. Wow. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> oh, I That's love awesome. Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, Eric Von Denton. Yes. Is Sid. Now, Eric Von Denton, for those of you listening who are about Jeff and my age, which is, you know, in our, our mid to late 20s. Yes. Eric Von Denton was very popular in the Disney Channel original movie arena when we were in middle school. Late elementary school, middle school-ish. Eric Von Denton was in Brink, which is the skateboarding movie that they did on the Disney Channel in 98, I believe. So yeah. I would have been in middle school. Um, he was also in The Princess Diaries. He plays Josh Bryant, See, which is the jerky love interest in that film. Only Again, that movie Sid. should be on this list. No, it shouldn't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they should make an AFI top 100 girl movie. I was going to say, are we going to make our own AFI <laughs> list? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we are. Oh, my goodness. Maybe, maybe we should, maybe after this is all done, we should make a top 10, our own top, top 10, 10 AFI Like list. top 10 AFI yes, list. Yes, based upon the movies from the list. We should. That would be fun. We should do okay. that. Okay. Sorry, future podcast planning. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, In yes. 2015, when we finished. This yes. List. Yes. At the rate we're going, two, twenty-four two films a year. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Woohoo! We'll, we'll hopefully do more than that. Oh, I'm hoping we do too. Okay. <laughs> um, Lori Metcalf is Andy's mom, and she is known better as Jackie on Roseanne. Yes. And, and Sheldon's mom from The Big Bang Theory. Yes. She's also guest starred on a lot of TV shows. I believe she was on Grey's Anatomy at one point. She's been in a lot of stuff. She's a good character actor. Again, another one of those actresses that you know who she is. Yep. If you saw her, you know, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, you know her from, from this show or from that. Right. Um, Arlie Emery is yes. the sar head sergeant of the Green Army Men. Who has done every, every army, -related army sergeant movie. guy from every army movie. Pretty much. Forever. Like, I'm pretty sure at this point when they write a script... And it's like a drill sergeant in the script. They immediately go, "Oh, is Arlie Emery available?" Because that is that is the epitome of army drill sergeant. He has done a lot of voices for a lot of things. Yes, he's probably I'm looking through his IMDb. He is right probably now. best known uh, for from uh, Full Metal Jacket. Full Metal Jacket, and from the scene in the uh, in, in the in the the sleeping quarters. What it's, is your major malfunction, numb nuts? Like, I will gouge your eyes out, and I'm not going to finish yes. that. Because it gets quite vulgar. Yeah, it does. <laughs> but that is that is Arlie Emery. Yes. And then... Um, uh, Penn yeah. Jillette yep. is the TV announcer. So when Buzz escapes from Sid's room, or I guess Sid's sister's room, when he's in the tea party and only has one arm... <laughs> um, you see the hat? Sorry. Um, I Penn, Penn Gillette, Gillette plays the... Uh, the television the announcer. The television announcer for the commercial. For the Buzz Lightyear commercial is Pendulet. 
quick funny little moment not funny but little nice trivia thing about that which i guess everyone kind of realizes probably at this point but at the end of that commercial they mentioned that the uh that the toys are available at all al toy bar toy bar which you then see in the sequel like it's just a kind of a nice little connection into part two when you see that and it's that same shot too because you see that where it's just rows of of buzz light years and you see that in the in Mm -hmm. the sequel like i just thought that was a nice little connection so um and Joe Ranft mm-hmm. was Lenny the Binoculars. Yes. Now, I recently learned, and by recently I mean this evening. <laughs> that when, I, when we mentioned it the last time. That um, he has had, since passed away. Yes. He was in a car accident, apparently. Yes, he was really away. young. He He's also better known as... Uh, uh, as uh, oh, what is it? What is his name? Squeaky, squeak, Squeaks, squeaky, and... squeakers, or whatever. Yes, the the penguin, this the the squeaky penguin from Toy Story Two. Uh, he did the voice of that. He also Wheezy, Wheezy, Wheezy. that's it. Uh, and he was also the the writer. I mean, he he wrote some stuff too. Oh, he's Heimlich, the caterpillar in a bug's life. Yes, he is Heimlich. He did the voice of Heimlich. He did the voice of uh, of, of Raj, Raj. Uh, Roz. Roz, the uh, the slimy slug-like creature from Monsters Inc. The old lady, ah, Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. That he he did that voice. Um, it he's he did a ton of voices and a ton of work for Pixar. Oh, and then, false! He was not the voice of Roz. I thought he was Roz. Nope. Bob Peterson is the voice of Roz. I, what did he do a voice on that one? It says he did a voice, but I'm not sure what it is. I, that, I swear he did the voice. Okay. I'm looking. I am obviously mistaken about Roz. Apparently, I'm an idiot. It just says voice. It doesn't say what he does. Okay. All right. Well, so, I mean, there's a lot of monsters. I'm in an movie, idiot. So. Pay no attention to me. But yeah, I'm actually really sad to learn that he had passed away, and that must be why um, Lenny is not. In any of the other movies, no. he might be. I think he's in two, but he's not in three. <laughs> yeah. And I always found it upsetting that Lenny and RC are not in three. Yeah. And I understand that you know at that point in the movie they've probably been given away or something has or happened to them or broken. Or which I, I do don't want to think about. The third one makes me cry <laughs> as it is, and I can't think about sad things happening. Third one is an amazing film. I can't oh believe the gosh, third one isn't technically on this list. I understand why this one is, but. I, well, I see. I guess that they gets haven't too done much. the list since the third one came That's out. That's a good point. I was going to say because I mean the third one is more. It's good because I feel emotional wise. It's good. Oh my god! It broke my heart into <laughs> a thousand pieces. Watch the third one if you have not seen the third one. Yes, please, please. It is a great and amazing film. Okay, moving back into trivia that is not related to the voice actor. Well, I guess yes, related to the actors, but not our <laughs> list of actors. Yes. So, uh, Tim Allen has said in many interviews that Pixar originally wanted Jim Carrey to voice Buzz Lightyear and Paul Newman to voice Woody, but they couldn't get them due to the low budget they were given for the film. Those casting choices were meant to represent how new Hollywood, Jim Carrey's character, was taking over old Hollywood with Newman representing old Hollywood and Jim Carrey representing new Hollywood. So it would be like, Buzz represents, you know taking over of the older toys right. sort of thing, which is really deep for it's, an animated movie, and I probably never would have picked up on that. And that's but, the thing. That's the, that's the exact thing, is that the majority of the public would never have would never have realized that that's what they were trying to do. And I'm, I'm actually glad they didn't do that, because I feel like... I mean, and maybe this is just because we live in this world where we know what Toy Story is, but maybe if there was an alternate world where we went a different direction with Toy Story and that was the way they went, maybe it would have been okay. But I just, I can't picture Paul Newman doing Woody 
because he would have made it an old school cowboy, like a John Wayne era, like the 50s, 60s cowboy would have been a lot older, a lot slower, wouldn't have been as hyper and wouldn't have been as upbeat as Tom Hanks, his performance uh, is in the film. Like I like Tom Hanks's version of Woody. It's a lot more energetic. I like that version. Yeah. It feels right for the character. So speaking of Tom Hanks, I'm speaking pretty of sure Tom you Hanks, know that, don't you? Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks recorded his dialogue during the breaks of Sleepless in Seattle and The League of Their Own. He didn't want to record his dialogue during the breaks of Philadelphia or Forrest Gump because he felt he shouldn't do comedic roles in between minutes of playing serious roles. To give you reference as to, okay, the movie was released in 95. He recorded him his during his breaks between Sleepless in Seattle and A League of Their Own. Mm-hmm. The dates for these movies, A League of Their Own is 1992. Sleepless in Seattle is 1993. <laughs> Philadelphia is 1993. Yeah. And Forrest Gump is 94. Yeah. The movie was released in 95. He began recording it three years. Because like, it was during filming, not during the release of. No. The filming like, of these films. Like, these movies... These movies were in production and already came out before Toy Story, which was also in production, ever came out. Like, it yeah. was years later that Toy Story came Just out. Just to give you some more reference as to how long it took to do Toy Story and why it it's such a groundbreaking film. Um, the original main character of the film, before they got to Woody was going to be Tinny, which is the title character in Tin Toy, which was the 1988 sorry, short that Pixar had done. He would have gotten lost during a family trip and joined up with a sarcastic ventriloquist dummy who is in search of a home. Eventually, Tinny was replaced with a toy astronaut named Lunar Larry, which then became Buzz Lightyear. The dummy, meanwhile, was given the identity of a cowboy and eventually became Woody. Now, I believe there is somewhere in existence. I'm not sure where. I haven't. I can't remember where I saw it. There's a sketch of Woody before. I think even before he was animated, it's just a sketch where he's got a ventriloquist dummy mouth, mm-hmm. and uh, Buzz is actually this tiny little, like two inch tall action figure. Yes. They definitely tweaked it quite a bit between. It was a completely different dynamic between the two characters. They were not, they weren't the same height. They weren't the same, uh, the same appearance. Um, That was kind of like it. But I mean, it was, it was definitely a different, Mm -hmm. a different approach entirely for those two characters. Yep. Um, This, this has to do with our discussion of the movie being in the film archives, being preserved forever. When the film was re-released on DVD, and it doesn't give me which re-release this was, because it's been... It was released on DVD, and then there was the 10-year anniversary edition, and it's been since released again, I think. But it was found that almost 20% of the original animation files were corrupted, meaning there is no saving them. They're inaccessible, unviewable, they are gone. Proving to the studio that the digital storage that they had been using at the time was not as feasible as they thought it was going to be, meaning that, you know, it's not stable at all. Like, we're talking, there's no CPU protection if something gets bumped. If it gets corrupted, it's done. And I mean, yeah, because obviously this is, this is back in the day before that sort of thing happened. They didn't... Flat, there were no flash drives. No. No external hard drives. And no, and no, it, no cloud backup. <laughs> Nowadays, Toy Story is backed up on the cloud somewhere. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. That would be weird. So, but yes, continue. Oh, I forgot one about uh, putting their people into the movies. 
Oh. Um, Buzz's facial features are loosely based on those of the film director, film's director John Lasseter. Most notably, his eyebrows, cheekbones, and the dimple in his chin. Lasseter demonstrated this by sketching a rough self-portrait of himself and then adding the spacesuit helmet to transform himself into Buzz. He did this on a UK show entitled The Big Breakfast. Which is weird, because I guess it's not weird. You don't really think about it, but I guess if you compared a photo of, of John Lasseter next to Buzz, you can see that. I can, I can actually kind of see his facial features. You should put up a picture of John Lasseter. I should with, put up a picture of John Lasseter. so people can see it. That way you can, I'll, I'll put up a picture of John Lasseter and Buzz combined. You Dang. can kind of see that comparison between the two of them. Uh, let's see. Billy Crystal was originally offered the chance to voice Buzz Lightyear, but declined. After seeing the finished film, he said the decision was the, the biggest mistake of his career. Not one of, it was the singular biggest mistake of his career. No shit, really? Upon learning this, however, Pixar offered Crystal the role of Mike in Monsters, Inc., which he readily accepted. Oh, I bet. I bet there wasn't even like, I'm not even going to bother reading the script. You want me to be in the movie? Who do you want me to be? I don't care. I'll be in the movie. Thank you. I will play Boo. I will play the child that basically giggles and says, Kitty, I will do that. Okay? (laughs) I will I will play the living crap out of that kid, yeah. okay? <laughs> um, Pizza Planet was originally going to be called Pizza Putt, a combination of pizzeria and mini golf course. They changed it. Pizza Hut probably got mad oh, at Oh, good point. I didn't actually think about that. I'm just thinking, I'm like, I'm thinking of like a technical aspect. I'm like, well, no. it's, it's a Pizza Planet golf course. Pizza like, why Putt would that be Pizza hard? Pizza Hut, they are literally. <sighs> Although Pizza Hut... Did let Mel Brooks name him Jabba the Hut? This is or true. Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. Pizza the Hut. So, so maybe Pizza Hut just didn't have as good of a sense of humor, or maybe it's the same thing as as the other ones where they just figured, or like the Barbie stuff. Yeah, which we'll get to in yeah. a second. I have been to the Pizza Planet at uh, Disney World. It is at the Disney, sorry, Disney Hollywood Studios, known to the purists as the MGM Studios. It's the MGM Studios. <laughs> That's all it'll ever be. It is be. basically crappy pizza at arcade games, but it is a pizza planet. It doesn't have the robot centurion guards, though. Which sucks. I've been Welcome there, too. To pizza planet. Yeah, it should. That would be awesome. Except it probably would get really annoying very quickly yes. for the staff. For those of you who have been to Disney World, it is actually pretty close to right across from Muppet Vision 3D. Yes, it is. And there's a pizza yeah. planet truck outside of it Which with is- a Buzz and a Woody like in the driver's seat. It's so cute. <laughs> Back to trivia that is not related to my trips, my multiple, almost 10 trips to Disney World. We didn't um, make this personal. Sorry. God. Gosh. <laughs> Early scripts for the film featured a Barbie doll in a prominent role as Woody's love interest. The original ending sequence in which Buzz and Woody chase the moving truck was scripted to have Barbie drive her Corvette off the truck and rescue Buzz and Woody from Sid's dog. Apparently, this is an homage to Sarah Connor's scene in Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So I'm trying to... I've never seen the Terminator movie, you know, so I can't speak to this. Actually, I, could, I guess it's probably the scene where the T-1000 is chasing after them after they leave the asylum. Okay. That's my guess. But Mattel, the company that owns Barbie, declined on the basis that they thought the film was going to be a failure... And then kind of covered their own asses and said that they didn't want Barbie to have a defined personality, preferring to let children imagine Barbie's personality traits on their own. But they were obviously okay with it in part two. As, thus, Barbie was dropped from the script and her character reworked into that of Bo Peep. 
When their film proved a huge success, Mattel did allow Barbie to appear in Toy Story 2. <laughs> Not just one Barbie. I believe there's several. Yes. A dozen, at least, Barbies. Barbies. There's the, the Barbie, mm. like, pool. Yeah. Like, the house. The car. And as we all know, Barbie's in three. Yes. With Ken. With Ken. So, yeah. Huh. Mattel kind of went, oops. Oops. Our bad. Our bad. Yeah, you can have our toys. Sure. You mean we can sell more? Just here you go. Here you go. Sell more. (laughs) All of the cars in Toy Story have license plate stickers that are dated November 95, which is the same date the movie was released. This is the only Pixar film to have full opening credits, meaning it's not just a title card or like, you know, a Disney film or Disney Pixar film, you know, and then... Whatever. Which most of them, actually are. all of them after that are, there's no, there's no credit, like there's no like written by or directed by. It's, mm. it's literally just like you said, it's that Pixar, uh, you know, like maybe like in association with Disney or a Pixar right. film and then the title card and then in the movie and that's it. Which I didn't realize until we were talking about it the last time. Yep. So <laughs> We said we were going to stop referencing. I don't lost, know what you're talking about. We podcast. were discussing trivia ourselves. <laughs> This was the first animated film in Oscar history to be nominated for a Best Screenplay Academy Award, the adapted original category. Which is huge. It didn't win, but it was nominated. It's still, it's an animated film being nominated for Best Screenplay. You know, that's basically saying it's right up there with any live action movie. Pretty much. You know? That's huge. Andy's last name is Davis, which it's it's in the end credits when mm-hmm. Laurie Metcalf is given credit for voicing Andy's mom. It's she's credited as Mrs. Davis. However, his last name is not technically revealed until Toy Story three, Interesting. unless you're paying attention to the end credits right. in Toy Story one. Yeah, because there's really never a spot where they would actually say his full name. It doesn't matter. Right. It's just Andy is all that they cared about. Was it is the highest grossing movie of 1995. Although our list that we consulted says that Die Hard with a Vengeance is the highest grossing film of 95. By, by five, five million dollars. But that, that number could easily be fudged a little bit. This I mean, list also includes, in descending order, Apollo 13, GoldenEye, Pocahontas, ooh. Batman Forever, yeah! <laughs> Seven, Casper, Waterworld, and Jumanji. I have seen every single one of those movies except Waterworld. Yeah, and I mean Waterworld's not absolutely that bad, but it's I so, can't I mean, speak to it. That, that movie, that I mean that 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 summer, that year had a ton of big name films come out, and it's still either the first or second by by five million dollars. I mean that's nothing for movies like this nowadays. Right. But I mean it was because still... The Hobbit makes. What they grossed, <laughs> they made in a weekend. Yes. <laughs> Granted, we're taking into consideration 3D ticket prices, inflation, the fact that when Toy Story came out, I'm pretty sure a nighttime ticket was about $4. Yeah. And now it costs 12 yeah. so, to I go mean, to a movie at That's night. why these movies Three are Three times as much. They're, years later. Yeah, they're making more nowadays because of that exact reason. Um. Oh. Speaking back to technology, yes. some 3D effects were too complex or even impossible to calculate at the time of this film, and subtle tricks were used to avoid them. Some examples include um, explosions. So when Sid blows up the combat Carl, you don't see it. You just <laughs> you hear Carl. it because they couldn't do explosions yet. They figured it out eventually, though, because there are lots of explosions in The Incredibles. Yes. Um, like 20 minutes worth of explosions at one point. Mm-hmm. Hair dynamics. So Andy, Sid, and Molly all have short hair, while Andy's mother is always t- hair is always tied back into a simple to model ponytail. Yep. 
Um, they figured that out too with again the Incredibles. Violet's hair is Violet's quite hair. long and it moves around. And Brave. And Brave. They got they got the fur down. They got hair for like for, for, for hair Zinc. for Monster Zinc because when Sully's sitting in the snow, there's snowflakes that are just sitting mm-hmm. on the top. Very realistic. If you think about it, uh, Bo Peep's hair is also like just. It's very tied back and yeah. very plastic looking. But Jessie's hair in the second one, they got more movement into because yep. she's got like yarn hair. Yep. And lastly, flying water droplets, which obviously they figured out for Finding Nemo. Yes. Um, and because of this <laughs> not being able to figure it out for Toy Story, when Woody dunks his burning head into the bowl of cereal after Sid burns the dot into his forehead with the <laughs> magnifying glass, you don't see any liquid. Yep. Because they didn't know how to do it. Which is crazy to think how they hid it like that. You know, like they they hid those little things, but that they could easily nowadays because they have they have they took and that's what we were talking about earlier, that that they took that what didn't work and they they dedicated it and they figured out a way to do it and dedicated an entire movie around it. You know, the water well, that, yeah. was like finding Nemo. Nemo. It's like, no, we're gonna make water. Here's water, like the fur and the hair. Okay, here's Monsters Inc. Here's Incredibles. Here's like they they dedicated films almost to I mean, the if stuff you've that they have. Tangled, Tangled came out three years ago now. Yeah, Tangled's amazing. There is okay. an entire department devoted to her hair. Yeah, it's like. Somewhere between like 50 to 100, if not more than that, people work on her hair, her her tangled. People just dedicated. That's why they, (laughs) apparently, because, okay, this is not related to the movie. I'm sorry for this tangent, but um, Walt Walt Disney himself wanted to do a Rapunzel movie, but they couldn't figure out her hair. So they've been trying to make it since Walt was still alive and Walt died in the 60s. Yeah, he's been gone for a while. So he's that's, been gone for 50 years That's telling you how long they couldn't do it. <laughs> and Tangled is an amazing movie. I love that movie so it's much. It's a very good movie. It's Top not a Pixar Top 10 Desert film. Island movie. Love it's, Tangled. It's still a Disney movie, but it's Shout not out a to Pixar. Karen Wood. <laughs> <clears throat> and my last little piece of trivia, which is interesting, because I have a talking Woody doll. Um, the As voice of Woody, who is voiced by Tom Hanks in the movie... The voice of all the action figures and talking dolls is actually voiced by his brother, Jim Hanks. Which is interesting, and I guess that's why you can kind of hear a subtle difference between Between, the two of them. I mean, it's not huge. It still sounds like... It still sounds like a Hanks, obviously. It still right. sounds like Woody. It's just a little off. But that's that's interesting that, that he would have his brother do all the voices. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I have a, a Woody doll from when Burger King was releasing, like, they're essentially puppets for the first one. Because mm-hmm. my the one I have, and Jeff, apparently yep. you also have this I one, have it is too. Still you do. put your fingers in the back of Woody's legs so you can make him walk. My sister and I each had one. And we're very attached to them because we saw the movie and we didn't want anything bad to happen to them. So we always kept track of them. I still have it. I still have mine, like, too. Like, we went through, excuse me. I, ha- I have a buzz somewhere, too. We, my parents made, of course, funny little interesting tidbit from my life. I had a lot of stuffed animals as a child. And um, actually, the year I believe that Toy Story 3 came out. My parents made me go through my stuffed animals in the basement and decide who was to go and who was to stay. <laughs> and they, I, I cried, like, the entire time. Not literally, but I was distraught for a lot of that. The ones I that had to go doll. went to the garbage dump they incinerator. They did not! 
and held hands we as they all slid down the dirt. We donated them to the fire department to give ah, the kids who had the trauma. fire department. You're horrible. <laughs> horrible. So that's the end of my trivia. Thanks, Jeff, for ruining my childhood. Make You're welcome, terrible. Lindsay. That's Make what I'm here terrible. for. Yeah. <laughs> so now we'll move on to the rankings and our personal thoughts on the film. It is, so AFI does, you know, the top 100 movies. They also do top 10 lists for each genre. And Toy Story is ranked number six in the animation genre. I don't know who the rest of the list is. I will find out and I can update you on that yes. in the next podcast. But we're pushing an hour now. So yes. we're trying to try and wrap Try to up. wrap things up a bit here. Um, I love this movie. I feel it should be higher up on the list. I think it should at least rank somewhere in the 80s. Yes. and I, I, Like 85, 84, somewhere in there. I, and I agree with that because I, I even even just from a technical standpoint, if you if you ditch the story, you ditch the characters, you ditch the actors, everything. If you just looked at it from a technical standpoint for what it created, it that alone should have made it be at least 80 in, in my in my head. Then you you work in the story, you work in the you know the the everything else that makes the movie the movie, and it it could easily bump it up even a couple more spots. Now I'm not saying it should it should be number one for it was no also, stretch. This is the first year it's been on the list, or the first time it's been on the list. Right. If you go, if you're interested in looking for it on the list with us, uh, if you go to AFI's website, they have a PDF version of the list that shows you previous rankings, whether it's new to the list, where it's moved up and down. Case in point, Ben Hur dropped. 28 spots. So it used to be higher. It was number 72. Call back to our last episode. Yes. It was number 72. It is now number 100, which leads me to believe that when they reevaluate and do this list again, which they should be doing relatively soon. Yeah, it's been a few years. They will... um, There's a chance. It will most likely drop off. That it will drop off. It's a chance. Yeah. So, I mean, the movie, probably by now, Toy Story is probably higher than 99. In in all fairness, it is probably higher than that. But I'm I'm glad at least that it's on the list. It is is one of two animated features, both of which are related to Disney. It's Toy Story and then Snow White is higher up in the list. Yeah. So, I mean, it's I'm, I'm glad it's on there. I enjoyed Toy Story. I do too. I didn't see it in theaters. I know you said you saw, saw it. it two or three times in the theaters. I never saw it. And I've it. seen it like fifty bajillion times oh, yeah. since then. Yeah, since 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 home video. I mean, I saw it first on VHS tape, and I have always owned a copy of Toy Story. Yeah, Actually, all too. three of them. I've always had a copy of every. Th- of we all have three all three of them. of them as well. And it's like I I will always have them on whatever format is popular. I like I had them on VHS tape. I had them on DVD, and I have them on Blu-ray. Like. The, not all at the same time, but... Do you have them on 3D Blu-ray, though? No, I do not have them on 3D Blu-ray, because it would just sit there, because <laughs> I don't have a 3D television. I do! Ugh. I'm spoiled. <laughs> so, but I'm glad it's on the list. I would love to see it higher, yep. but you know what? Hey, I'll take I'll take 99, just because I, I definitely enjoy the movie. Me so. too. Well, that's all I had. Yeah, that's all I have as well. Our what? next episode. Yes, what is next? Number 98. 98. Yankee Doodle Dandy from 1942. It is a musical starring James Cagney. Ooh. Jeff and I will most likely have to watch this one together because I may not get through it on my own. Yes. <laughs> we will have to we'll, sit we'll, down. But we will watch it. Yes. We promise. After Ben-Hur, after the fiasco that was Ben-Hur, we promise to watch every movie on this list. Although All the President's Men is going to be tough. Why? Long. Oh, it is long, yes, but it's 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 a it's good, good movie. Sorry, I'm jumping away ahead. <laughs> I was like, that's why? in the seventies. We're way ahead. I'm like, that's that's a good movie. It's Dustin Hoffman, and so 
But yes, so the next movie will be that movie. Definitely recommend watching it yep. before you listen to our podcast or, you know, at least watch it after the podcast, I suppose. <laughs> so at least watch it at some point. Yes. So we will watch it and uh, we'll uh, see you again soon. Yeah. Or you'll hear us again you'll soon. You'll hear us again soon. We won't see you because that's creepy. <laughs> We're not <laughs> hearing in on your room while you're <laughs> listening. Goodness. That's a little weird. That's a great way to end it. Let's end, let's end let's on something end on happy. That. Let's end on uh, looking in your room being creepy. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm I'm watching you. Okay, stop. Okay, it. we're done with that. Okay. <laughs> and that's top shelf, everybody. It's all uphill from here. It's all uphill from it's here. It's all uphill from here. <laughs> bye, Lindsay. Uh, bye, Jeff. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. For more information about this and other programming, visit our official website at www.ghostat.net. <laughs> I like the ending.